Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's video is all about skinwalkers, wendigos, and dogmen. I know some of you believe in this, and many of you don't. But either way, these stories are pretty creepy and rather interesting. Please hit that like button if you enjoy these types of stories, and sit back, relax, and enjoy. So back in 2019, I remember there being a big uproar of unknown creatures roaming the forest, like Bigfoot and Skinwalkers, but this story isn't about them. This story is probably one of the scariest things I think I ever heard about, the Wendigo. A few months ago, after one of my friends, Jacob, mentioned the big uproar, I went to go see him, since I've always been enlisted in the US Marines. I got back after being discharged, and one of the first things I did was go see him. We're having a good time, and he brought up the idea of going out and hanging out at the spot his ex-girlfriend took him when they wanted to get away for a few hours. So I decided why not. So I grabbed my gun and we went out to the extremely secluded area and started messing around on the old docks that was there. It had been pretty much forgotten by the looks of it, poorly maintained, and some of the boards were just completely rotted through. So about 30 minutes into our shenanigans, and Jacob brings up the topic of the Wendigo. The name sounded a little scary, even for me. Curious, I asked him about it. He said if you went into the woods and said Wendigo three times, you would come across the scariest thing you've ever seen. Me calling his bluff, I told him to prove it. To this day, I wish I hadn't. We start walking on this little path that led deep into the thick of the woods, close to the Alabama state line. We walked for maybe 20-ish minutes and decided we were in a good spot. I feel it's worth knowing that it had been raining a lot over the last couple days, so the ground was completely saturated with water. I turned to Jacob and he dares me to do it. I stood there in complete silence. The rest of the forest was almost silent as well, besides the tall pines swaying in the wind above our heads. Reluctantly, I started to say it. Wendigo, Wendigo, Wendigo. Then, nothing happened. I let out a silent sigh of relief at the fact that nothing happened. One thing about mine and Jacob's friendship is we loved it when one of us would prove the other one wrong about something. In our friendship for 10 years, I think this was one of the first times I had proven him wrong at anything. We started talking a bit of shit back and forth when we heard a noise in the distance. Me still having the reflexes I had from the marines, I immediately snapped towards the direction of the noise. They were just then turning into noises. I started to move closer to the noises, and shortly after, we saw a few coyotes running across a path about 30 feet in front of us. I breathed a sigh of relief, but the relief didn't last long. I knew something was up. I didn't know what it was at first, but I just knew that it was time for me and Jacob to leave. As we turned to leave the woods, all of a sudden, a pine tree started to groan and creak as it started to come down. Noticing this in a moment of pure instinct, I shoved Jacob forward and the tree came falling through the rest of the branches and landed right between us. Jake let out a cry of terror as the tree landed and I hopped over the tree to get him. I could feel his heart pounding like a drum as I grabbed him by his shirt and yanked him to his feet. He was still terrified and practically crying as I screamed at him on top of my lungs. Move Jacob. Fucking move now. 
I spun him around really hard, causing him to fall to his knees. I quickly got him up, and we both started to sprint down the path back in the direction we came from. I didn't dare look back, and neither did Jacob. I was sprinting through the woods when a familiar sound came from behind me. Jacob, Jacob, come quick. It was the sound of Jacob's younger sister, Olivia. He turned to try to get past me. The whole time, he was screaming, Olivia! I stopped him and said, Jacob, look at me. It's not her. Do you hear me? It's not her. Just then, another pine tree started to buckle. I saw it just in time and tackled Jacob down to the ground, and both of us were nearly crushed. I screamed at Jacob once more. Go! Get out of here! Go now! As I was screaming that, I pulled my gun out of my waistband and aimed it down the trail the direction of where we came from. Jake made it to the opening of the trail and turned back and noticed I was still aiming my gun down the trail. Bradley, get out of there. Come on, hurry. I turned and started sprinting towards him. As I made it into the clearing a good 50 feet, I turned and me and Jacob both saw it. The thing we had ushered into showing itself, the Wendigo, it stood about 9 feet tall on its hind legs. There's practically no meat on the bones. It had really skinny legs and skinnier arms. Its skin upheld white, almost like vampires. The thing I noticed most about it was its eyes. A vibrant blue, almost like a lightsaber blue. For those who have seen Star Wars. Having had enough fear, I raised my gun and fired it at the Wendigo. Jacob, not sticking around to see if I killed it, ran towards the car. I turned and did the same thing as he passed me. That was my first experience with the so-called Wendigo, and I pray almost every night that I never encounter something that terrifying again. For reference, I live in a rural part of the eastern United States. At the same time every year, for three years, something interesting has been happening. It has to be on a warm summer night, and it has to be very dark like pitch black dark. More importantly, I have to have my windows open. At around the same time every year, at night, I'll wake up to light footsteps in the distance from my window. And just footsteps. Nothing else makes a sound. No crickets chirping or anything. These will grow louder and closer until they eventually stop right outside my window. Then I feel like I'm being watched. Like intensely watched by whatever is out there. It invokes some serious fear and is almost paralyzing. This fear prevents me from getting up and turning any lights on trying to look at whatever's out there. As something in my mind says, I don't want to see what's out there. I can still move though, and all three times this has happened, have cowered as far away from the window as I could, until I eventually fall asleep. I have no idea what it looks physically. And all I know is the footsteps and the fear, and the fact that it comes once a year. I've tried doing research on stuff like this, but nothing I find really relates. It could easily be a person doing this, but why at one certain time, and why every year? I hope some of you might have an idea of what it could be. To finish off my last year of high school, I had to go to a school which was located about 10 to 15 minutes away from the nearest town in Durango, Colorado. It was a boarding school and I lived there with about 30 other students and teachers. 
When I first got there, I never heard of the term skinwalker until one of my classmates mentioned it. I got curious and looked it up. Google made it seem like skinwalker was just a meme saying it's a magic transforming creature. So we would always say, watch out for the skinwalkers, and no one really took it seriously. The campus was huge, probably about 20 to 30 acres of land next to a river. About two weeks after I got there, I was walking around campus and I noticed an Indian burial ground about 75 feet away from the cabin. There was about 20 cabins at the whole place, and each could fit two people to live in it. One night, my roommate and I were up around midnight playing Call of Duty, and we started hearing sounds of a very large animal full force sprinting into the back of our cabin multiple times, and we were freaked the fuck out. Our school didn't allow guns, so we had no choice but to double lock the doors and close the shades. Even the night security came by because they thought that we were walking outside the cabin, causing havoc at midnight. He would come by every hour to check on everyone and make sure everything was fine. He was a cool guy though. He told us that he was convinced that we were outside, but after we told him what happened and after he saw both of our faces were pale white, he sort of believed us. Weird shit like this continued to happen about once or twice a week after that for about two months. Whether it was random scratches we heard on the window or a bunch of lights in the middle of the field that we could see in the distance through our windows, screams and whistles, etc. The people in the neighboring cabins and I would also talk about similar experiences, but stopped shortly after a native that went to the school told us that talking about skinwalkers attracts them. It was getting to the point where I had no choice but to tell someone. I decided to have a meeting with my principal and talk to him about it on behalf of everyone there. What he said freaked me out. He told me back in 2010 he was working late at school one night and as he walked out of the office he saw someone sprinting into the cafeteria ripping papers off the wall as it ran by. He thought it was a student. He chased whatever it was into the cafeteria which was one way in and one way out. Only one door. As he got into the cafeteria, he turned the lights on. There was nobody there. My roommate dropped out of school about halfway through the year because of this, and I couldn't find anyone else to live in the cabin. So I was forced to listen to this shit alone for months on end. It was absolutely fucked. I was on the verge of dropping out, but I couldn't because I was close to finishing my senior year. About three quarters of the way through. Our school had a quarterly thing where we would go on a week-long hiking trip somewhere around the country. There's five different groups and my group was going to hike up Humphreys Peak in Arizona. We camped the whole way back to Colorado. It was about a six-hour drive to the peak and the hike took most of the day. The first night was not bad and I wasn't thinking about skinwalker shit as I hadn't been bothered by them for weeks at this point. The next day, we spent most of the time driving and hiking to the next camp spot, which is a random place in the middle of the desert. As we set up our hammocks and start to relax, an older woman in a bikini appears from behind the hill. It was very unsettling as we noticed she didn't have a water bottle, backpack, or anything six miles into the trail. She proceeds to start talking to one of the teachers and says that she knows this place very well and can show him around. They start walking and everyone couldn't help but notice her walk. 
It was like she broke both her knees and was limping, but not limping. I can't even describe how weird of a walk it was. A couple minutes go by and the teacher returns without her. He walks by everyone and goes straight into the tent. I didn't think too much of it, but thought her walk was kind of weird. Here's where things get fucked. Third day, we finally get to Tucker Flat after a long day of driving and another long hike into the desert. We end up on a giant rock and decide to camp there. We are in the dead middle of nowhere. It's getting dark so we have fire, make food, and shortly after, go to bed. Too bad I didn't sleep at all the whole night. I spent most of the night staring at the top of my tent, as from what happened from the night before, still thinking about that very creepy old lady. It was about 10 or 11 when we started hearing noises that sounded like rustling at first, and then those rustles turned to footsteps, and then back into small rustles again. As my roommate and I both hear it getting closer and closer to our tent, I whisper, You hear that? Nearly shitting myself, hoping that it wouldn't hear us. He didn't answer me, so I looked over at him, and he was staring at me, dead in the eyes, bugged out, with a knife in his hand. I grabbed my two next to me and slowly put it to my chest. I knew what we had to do, but didn't know if I had the balls to. The footsteps finally stopped and I got a sense of relief and decided it was a perfect time to open the tent and check out what was making those noises. As I opened my side of the tent, I am greeted by a pair of eyes staring right back at me from less than a foot away. What was it? A black cat in the middle of the desert? At this point, there were only two scenarios going through my head. What the fuck and what the fuck? When my tentmate peeks his head and sees, his jaw drops. How the fuck is a cat into a hiking trail in the middle of the desert at 11pm? We were stumped and decided walking back to the trailhead and getting to the van was our safest bet. So we ended up walking the whole 5 or 6 miles back at 11pm and slept in the van. The whole time we heard rustling behind us and whenever we used our flashlights, there were a pair of eyes looking at us from the distance. I ended up reading all sorts of information about skinwalkers and a shiver went down my spine. I read that skinwalkers often turn into small dogs or cats to trick whoever they're messing with. This school was by far the most messed up place I had ever lived and I thank God every day that I did not have to live there anymore. This is just one experience that I had and it only got worse throughout the year. If you want to avoid all this shit happening to you, just don't say the word skinwalker. This is my first time going public about this encounter, out of fear seeing it again. This took place roughly 14 years ago. When I was a kid, my family moved out of the city and moved to a small town called Deerbrook. It was situated on the outskirts of Antigo, Wisconsin. Our house was surrounded by woods on three sides and a river and field in the back. The first year was very calm and relaxing other than the constant coyote howls at night. But every so often, there would be a different howl that would shake us to the core. It was much deeper and louder. At first, my parents dismissed it as a wolf or just a bigger coyote, but something about it just seemed off. One night in mid-July, my brother, my sister, and I decided to pitch a tent in the back field along the tree line. We just wanted to go camping, I guess. 
We sat there with our sticks roasting our marshmallows till it got really dark. Then the typical howl started up. Once again, that deeper howl was back and it sounded like it was right in our ears. With how loud it was, it was hard to even guess where it was coming from. So we decided to put our fire out and get in our tent. Later that night, my sister falls asleep, so my brother and I are just chatting and making jokes. Within minutes, we heard animals running around the tent, and then a little raccoon started to claw at the side of the tent that I was sleeping on. At first, I just kept poking at it, and then I heard something else. The crack of sticks from the tree. At this point, my brother thought it was a bear, and I told him to be quiet and woke my sister up. We started to hear footsteps coming closer and closer. Pretty quick, they were right next to me. The raccoon just bolted out of there, and then there was a strange odor coming from somewhere. It smelled like copper, sulfur, and wet dog. It was almost overpowering and made me want to puke. Then we hear our mom calling us, and when she shined the flashlight on us, it revealed the most unsettling thing I have ever seen. The shadow of this thing was shining through our tent, and it was massive. It had pointed ears that were tilted back like a dog on the prowl and his hands were human looking, with long fingers that ended in a point. The mouth was in the shape of a snout, just a little shorter, and it had a mid-sized tail. My mom started screaming, and whatever the thing was bolted back into the woods. We rushed inside with our mom, and didn't go back out for a few days. Fast forward a few months, and I was in the living room with my mom, while my sister was in the shower. We were watching Wheel of Fortune or something like that when my sister screamed bloody murder. My mom jumped up and went to go get her. She pulled her out of the bathroom and I got curious to why she was freaking out so I went to see. Above the shower there was a super small window that only a small head could fit through. In the window was a set of red glowing eyes staring down at me. We stared at each other for what felt like a decade. I didn't feel fear, more like curiosity, and I didn't feel like I was in danger at the time. My mom came in and pulled me out, the eyes turned away as well. The rest of the night was quiet after that. A few days later, my brother came back from my dad's. Him and I had bunk beds, and I always take the bottom bunk. That night was kind of gloomy. It wasn't real windy, but it was drizzling a little bit. Later that night, my brother and I got woken up to the window being opened. It was locked beforehand, by the way. After that, we closed it and went back to bed. It happened again and again, like three more times. Each time we locked it, but the final time was the worst. It flung open so hard that the glass shattered, and this time we saw what pushed it open. It had the same hands from the tent, but I could see it clearly now. It had matted black fur covering its arm. The skin and palms were a light tan and the claws were about five to six inches long. At the bottom of the window, I saw a face or whatever it was showing. It was just the eyes glowing bright red. They looked like embers from a fire. My brother and I bolted up and grabbed my sister and locked ourselves in the back of the gaming room. We stayed there for the rest of the night and when my mom came home, we told her and packed our things. We moved out of the house in a day and took everything that would fit, filling one car in the U-Haul. My stepdad's truck was full as well, and we left, never to return. To this day, my family is still scared to talk about it.
But if my brother has a few drinks, we discuss it. My mom just shuts down whenever it's brought up. Thank you for your time. For starters, this was three years ago. I was 12 years old and when my best friend from school named Jesse, we are both Métis and what used to be Algonquin land. And this was in January in Northern Ontario. We were in a sand pit, just a big crater filled with sand, probably 30 feet deep and a couple hundred feet wide. We were a good two hours from his house and we were eating MREs I had bought online, avid zombie apocalypse preppers. I was 12. But after eating, a storm brewed colder than usual. It was around negative 33 degrees Celsius that day with a piercing wind. Our good gear was at the house for the cold. On our way out, we found ourselves with a problem or something we were not ready for. We heard a screech and assumed it might have been a wolverine. So we ran and after a long run, we finally hit a service road. After stopping for a breath and realizing we might not make it as we were starting to feel warm, which are symptoms of severe frostbite and we had over an hour to go. Then we saw an animal on its hind legs, but a black gray color and maybe 13 feet. We saw the bones pushing through the skin. We stood still. I know for a fact that this was no hallucination and we had the same exact image of it despite not talking about details. It gave off the feeling of dread and hopelessness. I realized I might not be able to make it back to the house either way. When something else intervened. After falling to the ground a few minutes later and realizing that I was severely hurt, face planted into the snow with closed eyes, I generally thought I was going to die. After fading out of consciousness, I awoke in front of Jesse's fireplace. Apparently, we showed up at the door with severe frostbite on our legs and some large scratches. Somehow, we walked over an hour with these injuries. I think it must have been divine intervention. Even the emergency room doctor said that we shouldn't have made it back. Every once in a while, I see it again and I refuse to go back to those sand pits where we felt the unnerving energy for the first time. This was the most interesting encounter but one of many. It was around 4.30 a.m. when I saw something that looked like a silhouette of a coyote, just its head, but something was really wrong about it. Its head was big enough to stretch to my other window pane. My window is about a foot, maybe a foot and a half. Now the thing that really scared the shit out of me is that my window is four or five feet off the ground and coyotes are small. The silhouette of the head was almost at the top of my window. My goddamn window was open and unlocked. It still had the screen in its way, but all I had to do is tear it off. I don't know if it knew I was awake because I had my blanket and hood over my head. I was staring at it and trying to be as still as I could. I was trying to calm myself down so I sold myself to those tree branches making it look like a head of a wild coyote and my mind was probably playing tricks on me because I was tired. I eventually fell asleep. When I woke up the window was still open but there was mud or something on my window like something was trying to scratch on my window. 
My parents have told me that my brother used to have nightmares and they think that maybe it was a spirit with bad intentions in our neighborhood that was bothering him. I put a line of salt and said some protecting words while my mother helped me. I locked and closed the curtains and I think I kept it that way. After reading more about skinwalkers, I think it's time to start locking every door and window in the house. Every other time that I've stayed up as late as 4am, I've never seen it. I don't think it was trying to hurt me this time because it just looked like it was trying to watch me. After hearing that it will come into your house, I want to know if anyone can help me keep it permanently out and away. Me and my 15 year old daughter were driving over to one of her friend's house a little after 8 on a Monday night. Something passed in front of her car. It looked real. My daughter said it was gray. I say it was black but very muscular. It was the size of a large pit bull with broad shoulders. The arm sockets looked human but the rest didn't. It had a round head and it used its front paws to run. It would push off the ground with them and they would go towards its side. The back legs would come up and it would kind of tuck underneath it. I know how weird it sounds. It was almost like a panther. It was daylight and I thought it looked strange but I didn't want to alarm my daughter so I didn't say anything. It ran besides an abandoned house on a road that runs perpendicular to the road that my home is on. She said, Mama, that wasn't a dog. I replied to her that I thought the same thing. I just didn't want to say it. It ran really fast and it looked solid. I have no idea what it could have been, but we were talking about skin pedestrians quite a lot Sunday night. I heard that those are bad luck. Who knows? I know how crazy that sounds. Edit. In the comments, a lot of you say it's a dog man, and I think you might be right. Thank you. This happened approximately 30 miles west of Charlotte in North Carolina in a semi-rural area. I don't remember the snout or tail, but it definitely helps on my search. It definitely had fur. It was the weirdest thing, and I thought I was going crazy or something. My friend, who happens to be an environmentalist out in the Pine Barrens, saw a dogman in Manchester County, New Jersey. His name is John and he and his friends were going camping out in the woods and they were in the large pickup truck. He was looking towards the tree line to make sure no deers were going to come jump into view. The truck was going about 40 miles per hour and he noticed something that was following them on the trail. He then told his friend to slow down a bit because they saw something following them and before they could slow down the creature jumped in the middle of the path and then back into the woods. They all got a clear description of what it was. My friend said it was tall, about seven to nine feet tall, with the body of a bodybuilder, perked ears and a snout like a German shepherd. He also said that the appendages this animal had were human-like but with large claws on the end of its hands and feet and a huge bushy tail. After this event, he looked over at his friends and they all looked like they had seen a ghost with the blood drawn out of their faces. He still tells the story to this day and I believe every word of it. I've talked to his friends who were with him and they say the same thing. 
I worked the night shift. Three days ago, I came home, took a shower, and was sitting on the couch. I had a box fan in the downstairs window, blowing cold air in. I live by an old cemetery in a small village next to a national park. I first thought something was wrong when the cats in the house were panicked, walking back and forth by the wall that faces the cemetery. I watched them for a minute and heard what sounded like crying coming from the cemetery area and a soft help me. I sat there listening and heard it again a minute later. I quickly took the fan out of the window and closed it and locked it and made sure everything else was locked. The past few days since then, I've been feeling like I'm being watched. When I got home yesterday, my ears were ringing the loudest I've ever heard it before. And then I heard the soft sob again. I waited in my vehicle for five minutes. Then I finally walked to my door that's about 10 feet away. When I was opening the door, I saw something out of the corner of my eye. I hurried up and closed the door behind me and locked it. Once I was inside, the ringing immediately went away, but the cats were moving in a panicked manner again. I didn't know until recently that you're not supposed to say skinwalkers out loud as it draws their attention, as does whistling at night. This is in Northeast Ohio. Any thoughts? Okay, so I don't even know how to start this. My friend and I, who actually had some weird premonition dreams throughout his life, never knew what a skinwalker was until this morning when he had a dream about me warning him about a so-called skinwalker. When he woke up, he searched the term and found out what it was. I've been experiencing a series of very odd and scary dreams all related to my house and family for the past two months. When my friend called me and told me about the skinwalker dream, I remember the first nightmare I had two weeks ago. My dog was entering my room through the balcony and something seemed off about him. Then I had my two legs twisted by something. A series of weird dreams continue to this day. I also live in the countryside area where people raise a lot of animals. All sorts of weird animal sounds can be heard at night, so I can't remember hearing anything out of the ordinary. Has anyone else experienced anything similar, or could this be a bad omen? Also, if something or someone is warning me about skinwalkers, is there anything someone could do as some sort of protection?